Is a blue wave going to wash away Republican majorities in the state capitol this year? That was a question that Republican politicians, activists, and grassroots supporters were asking at the state Republican convention in Milwaukee last weekend. Governor Scott Walker, House Speaker Paul Ryan, and other GOP leaders rallied supporters while acknowledging tough battles at the polls come November. Hey, I'm Jesse O'Poyan, the Cap Times political reporter. Welcome to Wedge Issues, a podcast about the 2018 election in Wisconsin. Today, I want to give you an overview about what happened last weekend in Milwaukee, where Republicans talked about impending elections, what would happen if Democrats take control of the state house, and there was even some discussion about garter snakes, squirrels, and too much winning. So joining me today for this conversation is Cap Times tech reporter and podcast producer, Eric Lawrenson. Thanks for joining me, Eric. Hey, Jesse. How's it going? It's going. How are you? Good. So you had quite a long weekend at the GOP convention. Jam-packed. Action-packed. Yeah. Okay, this is a good place to start. Why don't you tell me... What is the state GOP convention? Like, what is what is the deal with this event? Yeah, so um, in Wisconsin, both of the state parties hold annual conventions, statewide conventions each year. They run these a little bit differently. Um, the Republicans had theirs in Milwaukee, and the Democrats will have theirs at the beginning of June in Oshkosh. But this is where sort of every big name uh, within the party gathers in the same room. They give speeches. They usually bring in a keynote speaker from somewhere else, maybe someone who's on the rise in the national party. And uh, there's uh, sometimes an endorsement process. Um, the, the Democrats generally don't do that for their candidates. But the Republican Party uh, has an endorsement process if there's a primary where um, the, the winner of that endorsement sort of gets the benefit of the state party's resources going forward. How many conventions have you been to? Well, this is actually only my second state convention, and I've been to one national convention. Gotcha. Well, I, well can you give me a, like what is the what is the vibe like at the state GOP convention? Like, wh- what's the buzz? What's the atmosphere? Yeah. So um, there's a, there's a little bit of partying going on. Um, usually, uh, either either the night before or the night after, or all of the nights, some of the candidates will hold hospitality suites. So this is you know free beer, free snacks, um, trying to win support, obviously, or at least raise their profiles. Um, and, and of course, there's a fair amount of just gathering at nearby bars or the hotel bars. So um, everyone's usually a little tired going into these uh, long, long days of speeches. Um, but, you know, people are excited, fired up. These are sort of the most loyal, most faithful uh, members of the party. These are the people who are out knocking on doors and actually getting candidates elected. So they're really excited to be in the same room with the, the candidates they support. They're excited to be around each other. Um, you know, they're they're fired up. They talk about the party's platform. They talk about elections. And based on what you've been telling me about it, they have some fun with it. Yeah, they, they do have fun with it. it. It's definitely not all serious. Um, some of these folks have been giving speeches at conventions for a long time. And this was actually uh, House Speaker Paul Ryan's final convention as a congressman. He announced his retirement recently. So a lot of the speeches were focused on um, honoring him, you know, Scott Walker gave him a Packers jersey with his name on it. And Congressman Jim Sensenbrenner, who's the, the longest serving member of the, the delegation, he had a little fun with his speech talking about some Christmas presents that Paul Ryan gave him over the years. You know, for example, uh, one year when I was fighting uh, global warming and cap and tax, as I called it, I got an empty big five-gallon water cooler bottle 
which was labeled Catalytic Converter endorsed by Al Gore from Poe. And what was to be done with the catalytic converter, it was supposed to be put on the back end of a cow so that all the methane gas would be trapped and not cause all of this climate change. He even put Al's picture on it. There was another time where he gave me a half a gallon of prune juice, which I think uh, gave the impression that maybe I was full of it and I ought to eat the, the prune juice. And another time he gave me a bottle of blue pills to make me happy. Believe. Just to clear up, uh, uh, clear, clear up any doubt that you would have had in your mind. So Jesse, let's talk about some of the big issues that were sort of on the minds of some of the GOP leaders at this convention. There seemed to be a lot of talk about the blue wave. What were people saying about that? Yeah, um, there, it, there were sort of two major themes and two components to this. Um, one is is uh, just sort of reciting, going over the Republican record, talking about what Republicans have achieved while uh, holding majorities. And so that's Paul Ryan talking about what uh, Congress has done and, and um, state leaders talking about what they've done here in, in Wisconsin, um, and, and then sort of providing the counter to that, saying, here's what Democrats would do if, if they took power. And it was, you know, a mix of uh, energizing supporters and saying, you know, don't worry, we got this. But at the same time, uh, maybe uh, wake up a little bit and, and get active because you, you, you can't win an election without the support of your, your grassroots supporters. Right. And in terms of the defiant sort of camp, it, it seemed like legislative leaders in particular were sort of rallying the crowd and sort of in defiance of, of this idea that a blue wave is going to come crashing down and lead to more democratic power. Yeah, they were. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald both basically said, don't worry about it. There's no blue wave coming to the state legislature. They A lot, a lot of people who spoke talked about the 2012 recall elections and, and said, you know, going into that, people said Democrats had the momentum and had the energy. They said this was a test of conservatism and that didn't work out so well for them in, in 2012. So there's nothing to worry about for Republicans in 2018. The Democrats think they're riding a blue wave that is going to carry them to victory this fall and that they can erase all we've accomplished. Let me be the first to tell you today that thanks to the dedicated conservatives in this room, that blue wave is about to crash into the red wall. And Governor Walker was sort of more in the mode of this is a wake-up call. You know, we've got a tough fight ahead of us in November, right? Yeah, he said um, this is, in, in his opinion, possibly the toughest election that Wisconsin Republicans are going to face, uh, even including the recall, possibly. So he's saying, you know, there, there was a special election in the 10th state Senate district. There was a statewide Supreme Court election that went well for Democrats and for uh, voters on the left. So he's saying these are wake-up calls. These show us it's not a given that people are going to keep voting uh, for Republican candidates and policies. So, you know, while he believes he's got a compelling case to make, you've got to go out there and make that case. We, we need to wake up. Let me repeat that. We need to wake up. This election... 
This election is going to be tougher than anyone we've had so far, and the consequences are greater than ever. Okay, so, so Jesse, you did mention um, some of the rhetoric going on about the Democratic agenda here. Like, what would happen if a blue wave were to come to pass? What Democrats sort of have in store for the state, according to these, these Republicans? What were some of the things that they were talking about here? Yeah, so this was basically Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish's entire speech. She uh, she latched onto a proposed constitutional amendment that State Representative Chris Taylor had introduced, uh, a Democrat from Madison, uh, a few months ago. And this is basically a, a laundry list of the, the the dream for for Democrats. So, um, getting rid of concealed carry, uh, you know, increasing access to abortion, uh, pro- uh, progressive income tax. Um, things like that, and and basically saying uh, the lieutenant governor saying this is your worst nightmare, Republicans. And her speech uh, pointed that out colorfully. It talked about the balance between uh, environmental protection and economic development, and she had some kind of fun ways of explaining how that might work. They want embedded in our constitution that when there is some challenge in economic development, when basic and fundamental knowledge would suggest that there is some measure between progress and protection. When there are jobs at stake, but you want to assure that we have clean air and clean water, and as conservatives, we believe in conservation, they believe that every time, under every circumstance, the Constitution should read that we kill the jobs and save the squirrels. We believe in our party that there is always a balance, but that we should always know that people come before garter snakes. Okay, so when you mentioned squirrels and garter snakes, I did think that there was going to be some sort of a fable that Clayfish is going for in which the, uh, the you know the the garter snake is hunting the squirrel and there's like a predatory democratic analogy there she's just talking about two different animals in like an environmental context she's talking guess. about animals yeah, yeah. Uh, humans are the focus here mm-hmm. not the squirrels not even the garter snakes not even you know i i am not a fan of snakes i would say they're on my biggest fear list so I'm I'm all on board with putting people before garter snakes. Oh, careful! This is editorializing know, here, Jesse. I, I don't know about this. Yeah, risky. <laughs> <laughs> so that was what Rebecca Clayfish had to say. Uh, Governor Scott Walker carried on with the same theme. He talked about uh, the the wake up call. He talked about getting Republicans energized. And if you've heard Scott Walker speak a handful of times, you may know he enjoys a good call and response. So he used that as a way to rally the crowd and warn them again of what might happen if Democrats took control. If a Democrat is elected as governor, we'll likely lose our majorities in the state legislature. If that happens, all of the positive reforms that we have worked so hard for could be gone. Think about it. Record low unemployment. It could be gone. Lower property taxes on working families and seniors. Gone. Balanced budgets. Gone. Record actual dollar investments in schools, gone. UW tuition freeze, photo ID to vote, lower taxes on small businesses, protection for the unborn and the elderly, ability to protect yourself and your family from harm, lower taxes on farmers and manufacturers, 
Relief from the health care premiums going up under Obamacare. The right to choose if you want to be in a union or not. Collective bargaining reforms in Act 10 that save schools and local governments billions of dollars across the state. The child tax rebate for working parents and grandparents in this state. Requirements for able-bodied adults to be able to work and to pass a drug test before they get welfare assistance. Foxconn's 13,000 good-paying, family-supporting jobs, and with it, the likelihood that any other employers would ever come or expand in the state of Wisconsin. All of these reforms, all of these reforms could very well be gone after the next election. Okay, so, as I understand it, last thing that happens at the state GOP convention are endorsements for the impending election. Um... And the big one here was in the Senate race involving Kevin Nicholson, Leah Vukmir, two candidates vying for the GOP nomination to challenge Tammy Baldwin. What happened? Yeah, so this was the only endorsement that was in contention. Uh, each each candidate, Leah Vukmir and Kevin Nicholson, gave their speeches. They had people uh, giving nomination speeches, sort of arguing on their behalf. They each had a really dramatic video to make their case. It was pretty intense. Um, their supporters kind of gathered in each corner, and then it was time for the vote. And what happens is each county... Oh, sorry. A little drum roll. Let's do the drum roll. Premature drum roll. Let me know when I do the drum roll. Okay. This is very important. Yes. Uh, So each county uh, huddles, and they decide... They're each sort of allotted a certain number of votes, and they decide how many of their votes are going to each candidate. So you get some some counties that are split, and some counties that are all in one, all in the other. And for about... I don't know. Ten, so, the, so the results like roll in on a spreadsheet that everyone's watching. It's all sort of unofficial until they tally the official results. But you can see the percentages adding up. To win, you need 60%. And uh, it was really close for a little while. So going into this, there's a lot of talk of this kind of almost make or break for Leah Vukmir because this is her home turf. She's been to a million of these conventions. She knows these people. This is she should win this endorsement. Um, it's it was much more of a long shot for Kevin Nicholson, and again the the end result here is the winner gets the state Republican Party's resources behind them. So field offices, um, potentially staff, potentially voter and donor lists. Um, it's it's there's a lot on the line, um, but it doesn't necessarily end your campaign if you don't get it. So drum roll. Lee Vukmir won the endorsement. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! I read your story. I already you knew already that knew. was going to happen, but still exciting. Still, I got caught up in the moment. You did seventy three percent? She won with um, Kevin Nicholson. Basically, said this changes nothing. We're still campaigning. We've got our eyes on August and then November. Um, and and everyone who was talking, Senator Ron Johnson especially, was making the argument just, you know, please don't bruise each other in this primary because whoever comes out of this has to take on Tammy Baldwin in November. In 2012, the Republican primary for the Senate race ended up being pretty ugly. The candidates really went after each other. And then uh, Tommy Thompson was sort of left depleted going at, going against Tammy Baldwin. And, you know, Republicans are afraid of the same thing happening. So Leah Vukmir has started touring the state. She's got the resources of the party behind her. Kevin Nicholson's still doing his thing. They're still fighting it out. Gotcha. And now you were very excited about one particular uh, piece of audio that you got. Uh, I've not listened to this, but I know it involves Sean Duffy, um, Republican congressman, 
I'm like, uh, what, what, what kind of area is he representing? So Wisconsin? the sort of northwestern part of the state. Gotcha. He's he's the resident lumberjack and former real world contestant. Yeah, I don't have any real setup for this audio other than uh, it's about winning. And you know, you remember when when Donald Trump was running for president, Sean Duffy was really one of the first people in Wisconsin to get on board with that. But uh, Donald Trump used to talk about, you know, we're, we're going to win so much when I'm president, you're going to get sick of winning. Well, Sean Duffy says he's sick of winning. Uh, uh, my way out here, uh, I actually got a call from the president. President Trump, you'll call me every once in a while. Uh, they're like, hey, I'm at, the, I'm at the GOP convention, Mr. President. He's like, that's pretty cool. And it's hard to get a word in edgewise with him when he's on the phone. <laughs> but, I, but I managed to tell him, I said, Mr. President, man, this has been pretty impressive. You, uh, you just captured five of uh, ISIS top leaders, right? You brought home three American prisoners from North Korea. American unemployment is down. Economic optimism is up. Tax revenue to the federal coffers is up because people are working more. We have, we have, you know what, we have, we have tax reform, we have uh, a reform to the way we regulate. We have American energy independence. And I just said that to, to the president, I said, Mr. President, I gotta tell you what, we're winning so much, I'm actually getting kind of sick of winning. It's too much winning, Mr. President. And he said, oh no, you tell everyone in Wisconsin that we are not done winning, we're not gonna stop winning. We're gonna keep winning for Wisconsin, we're gonna keep winning for the American people because there is so much more winning to do. Wow. Definitely getting shades of DJ Khaled. All, all they do is win, 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 no matter what. All they do is <laughs> Seems win. to be the bottom line here. All right. Yeah. Um, well, this was fun. This was <laughs> We should do it, it again. Lot, it was a lot of fun. This was great. Thank you for telling me all about your weekend. It sounded like a quite a eventful convention. It was. Still catching up on sleep a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining me, Eric. Yeah, hey, thank you so much for inviting me. This was uh, fun to learn about what was going on over the weekend. It's cool. nice to have a captive audience. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Wedge Issues. Our theme music is Oh, Wisconsin by Loxley. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And if you like it, please give us a rating or a review. That helps us. And you can reach out if you have any thoughts or ideas for suggestions for future shows. I'm on Twitter at jessieopie, J-E-S-S-I-E-O-P-I-E. Or you can email me at J-O-P-O-I-E-N at madison.com. We'll be coming out with new episodes of this show each week. Now, I know I told you last week that this week you would get to hear from Kelda Royce, one of the Democratic candidates for governor. We ended up throwing in this convention uh, episode instead because it was new and fresh. But next week, I promise we'll be back with Kelda Royce. So tune in then. We'll see you next week. Wisconsin.